Welcome to Judeo-Christian Clarion's podcast, The Birth of the Messiah in Creation. Did you know that the story of creation parallels the story of Messiah's birth? Join us as we take a closer look into the birth of the Messiah. Colossians 1, 15-20 says this about the Messiah. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the congregation of believers. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in the heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. The fact that Paul says that he was the firstborn only means that he had supremacy over all creation. John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him not even one thing came into being that has come into being. So let's start at the beginning. And to start at the beginning, we have to start before the foundation of the world, before God created the heavens and the earth. It was then that God created the angels. Job 38, 4-7 tells us this, Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who set its measurements, since you know, or who stretched the measuring line over it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, we see that God called the angels sons of God because it was God who gave birth to the angels. Scripture does not tell us how the angels were created, but we do know that the angels were created to live in the spiritual realm where God resides. We also know several other things about the angels, like they are ministering agents for God. Hebrews 1, 14. Psalm 104, 4 tells us this. He makes the winds his messengers, flaming fire his ministers. Are we not also his messengers and ministering agents? John 3, 8 says this. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it but you do not know where it is coming from or where it is going. So is everyone who has been born of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Jesus, and we too become like the wind, God's messengers, bringing the good news when we are born of the Spirit of Messiah. Yeshua is also fire as we read in Revelation 19.12. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. He has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. God is fire, as Ezekiel 8.2 tells us. As I looked, I beheld a figure that had the form of a man. From the area of his waist downward, he appeared to be like fire, 
and upward from his waist, he seemed to have a brilliance like gleaming amber. Besides the angels being wind and fire, we also know that angels have titles, showing rank like the archangel Michael, who is called the chief prince, as we read in Daniel 12.1. We see that angels have names, and their names are a reflection of the Messiah. Michael, whose name means he who is as God. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Again, in John 10.38, Yeshua says, I and the Father are one. The archangel, Uriel, who is called the angel of wisdom, because he shines light on God's truth. The name Uriel means, God is my light. John 1.4 says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Archangel Raphael, whose name means, God heals, and who came down and healed, Isaiah 53.5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Archangel Gabriel, whose name means, God is my strength. Exodus 15.4 says, The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Again, in Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. Archangel Raphael, whose name means beauty of God. Psalm 27.4 says this, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. Song of Solomon 2.1 this speaks of Messiah's beauty and a sweet-smelling fragrance as he offered himself up as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Remember, frankincense was given to him by one of the wise men, indicating just that. Archangel Ariel, whose name means Lion of God. Revelation 5.5 says this, And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold the Lion that is from the tribe of Judah the root of David, has overcome so as to be able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Archangel, Shamuel, whose name means, He who sees God. John 6:46 says, Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Even though all of these seven angels may have their name, which speaks about the Messiah. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 says this, Have this attitude in yourself, which was also a Messiah, who, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a bondservant and being born in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Yeshua every knee will bow 
of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that the Messiah is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus' Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means God's salvation, and we will refer to him by his Hebrew name because Jesus does not translate into the Messiah's given name and his real purpose in life. Yeshua is also called by many other names, as Isaiah 9.6 tells us, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Again, Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah 11.1 1 says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. John 15.5 says this of us, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We are the fruit of the Messiah, and when we bring the message of salvation to others, then we too bear fruit. Jeremiah 23.5 goes on to say this, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. This, of course, speaking of the Messiah, the gifts of the Magi give us a picture of the kingship of Yeshua in the gold, the deity of Yeshua in the frankincense, and the death of Yeshua in the myrrh. So let's continue on with the story of creation of God's salvation. Luke 1, 26-35 tells us this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David and the virgin's name was Mary and coming in he said to her greetings favored one the Lord is with you but she was very perplexed at the statement and was pondering what kind of greeting this was and the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God and behold you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son you shall name him Yeshua. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. But Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, also the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. The angel tells Mary that she will conceive in the womb and give birth to a son. Mary asks, How can this be so? He answers, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Let's look at creation. Genesis 1-2 says, And the earth was a formless and desolate emptiness, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The sounds like the womb, hidden, formless, darkness, water. Psalm 139, 13-16 tells us this, For you created my innermost parts, you wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, because I am awesomely and wonderful. 
wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my formless substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. The angel tells Mary that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and overshadow her. Is this not what we see in the beginning of creation? The Holy Spirit was hovering over the womb that would give birth to all creation. Genesis goes on to say in verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, and there was light. And when the Most High overshadowed Mary, God also spoke, and his word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeshua is the light who dwelt among us. John 1. 14. Yeshua was also called the Son of God because God gave birth to his only begotten Son, as John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The word in Hebrew for womb is rakam. It comes from the root word rakam, which means compassion, mercy, the womb is a place where one is protected from harm, like the ark that protected Noah and his family, who also were in the water over the surface of the deep in darkness. Noah also sent out the dove, who hovered over the waters, Genesis 7. And as we know, God created once again life. We too are called the children of God. In Psalm 57, 8, and in 108.2, the psalmist writes, Awake, my glory, awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. And again, awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. Ephesians 2, 1-7 says this, And you were dead in your offenses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all previously lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the rest. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our wrongdoings, made us alive together with Messiah, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Messiah Yeshua, so that in the ages to come he might show the boundless riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Messiah Yeshua. It is God's compassion and mercy, his rechem, which gives us life. Let's look at one more. Psalm 110.3 says, Your people will volunteer freely on the day of your power. In holy splendor from the womb of the dawn, your youth are to you as the dew. Every day the womb of the dawn is giving birth to a new day, because God in his mercy and compassion at the time of creation gave us a womb that we call earth, our home, till one day we'll be with him in eternity. Let's end with this. We are dead in our transgressions, so we must become alive in our souls. During the High Holy Days between the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement, we blow the shofar and say, Awake, 
you who are sleepy, and consider your deeds, and return to God. In John 3, 3-8, Yeshua tells Nicodemus that unless he is born again, born of the Spirit, he will not see the kingdom. It is Yeshua who makes us alive. We are new creations in him. 2 Corinthians 5:17 says, Therefore, if anyone is a Messiah, this person is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. We must die to ourselves and be born of the Spirit. We must come out of the womb, a place of darkness, and let God's light shine upon us during the season of light. Did you know that when the people of Israel left Egypt, that they stayed in a town called Sukkoth, which means booze, and they built these booze for their livestock and slept in them that very first night. Yeshua was also born in a booth, or what we call a manger, also with the livestock, and it is strongly believed that Yeshua was born on the first day of Sukkot, which we call the Feast of Tabernacles. He was also born in Bethlehem, as Micah 5.2 tells us. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Not only was Bethlehem the city of David, but Bethlehem means the house of bread. Yeshua is the bread of life, who has come down from heaven. John 6:35. The bread of life is the word of God. We saw in Job 38.7 that the angels were also called the morning stars. Revelation 22.16 says, I, Yeshua, have sent my angel to testify to you of these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. It was the star that led the wise men to the Messiah. Matthew 2.1-2 says, Now after Yeshua was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. Could the star have been an angel who led these men to the Messiah? We too are supposed to let our light shine, so that people will be drawn to him. As Matthew 5, 14-16 says, You are the light of the world city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Your light must shine before people in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now let's read the story about that night when the archangel came in his glorious message, along with the heavenly host, praising the newborn king, the anointed one of God, the Messiah, our salvation. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all the people were on their way to register for the census, each to his own city. Now Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was betrothed to him and who was pregnant. 
while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region there was some shepherds staying out in the fields, and keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terribly frightened. And so the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior, who is Messiah the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army of angels praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem, then, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry, and found their way to Mary and Joseph, and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed about these things, which was told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as they had been told. Out of the womb, creation was born, a word that was spoken, a word that became our salvation.